It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm here with my good buddy, old fraternity brother, and film enthusiast, uh, Zach Markley. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Nick. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us today. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I got to start by asking, what sparked your interest in the film industry? Sure. Uh, well, at a young age, I had an interest in film because uh, because my, my father had a, a video store. So I was Ooh. always around, you know, VHS tapes and beta tapes and all of that. So, so it uh, it automatically was a part of my my youth. Uh, my, my mother gave me the gift of music and performing arts. And my father gave me the gift of movies and, and the love of them and how to analyze and also enjoy them. So at a young age, I, I was making movies in the backyard with friends and, you know, uh, the claymation little things with action figures, just anything I could do uh, to, to understand the plumbing of filmmaking. So, mm-hmm. It's always been remember, a part of my life. Yep. Do you remember the first movie you ever made? By chance? It, well, uh, <laughs> when I was, I was uh, uh, in grade school, I made two little stop motion things. One was... Um, I had this Godzilla toy and it was stomping around the living room. And then I made another one with Luke Skywalker on his land speeder. So those were my first two short films. Nice. Nice. I got to ask you now, what do you, what are some of your favorite movies? Oh gosh. I watch a little bit of everything. uh, And I love a little bit of everything, but I I think I always go back to the classics. I'm a big fan of the classic film noir films with Humphrey Bogart um, I love science fiction. Uh, Day the Earth Stood Still, 2001: A Space Odyssey, Star Wars, Blade Runner. Um, I, I like I like a lot of the classics. Nice, nice. What about some of your favorite like directors and um, and all that? Sure. Uh, well, working today, I, I really admire Christopher Nolan. I think he he does a lot of uh, takes a lot of risks and really pushes the boundary. And sometimes it's more successful than others. But I really mm-hmm. I really. Uh, I really like his films. I like uh, Sylvester Stallone's films. I like what yes. he does. And I know we, we have that in common. Yes. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Rocky series and Rambo and all that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, older films, I like Stanley Kubrick. I like um, Howard Hawks. John Carpenter is probably one of my favorite directors because he was able to uh, do a little bit of the studio system and also go off on his own and make independent pictures. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. Nice. Now you got you know you know me. I gotta ask off of that okay. question. Off of that question, which what sure. Rocky is your favorite? Which Rocky is my favorite? I always mm-hmm. have a soft spot for the first one, but Rocky Four is really great. Yep, yep. That's Big the fan of Rocky Four. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people really? like, and you know, yeah. I like it. I like it because like- it. Yeah, I like Go it because ahead. like how he, you know, it's like climbing a tower. It's like climbing a mountain you know because at the beginning he was just getting his you know what whooped and then he just makes this epic comeback and come back to win you know exactly yeah well it has one of the best montages in film history too so that's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh rocky rocky 2 is really good too it's, yes. uh, that's my favorite uh, i like really that's, yeah. that's a good one yeah. yeah i like how i like how they develop the love story between he and adrian and then they have a son oh yeah and- yeah then he gets his, he finally gets his reward in the end, you know. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, because the first yeah. one just sort of ends, and then you know, having more development in the second one is good. Is good so yes, yes, and gonna fly now. The song that goes in oh. the training montages, that song literally 
if I'm ever doing a workout, if I'm ever just like, you know, doing something, I will literally go from like, okay, almost done with this walk. A few more streets. One more. I just have to climb this one street. And then, 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 then. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I can do this. Let's go. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a must have on any workout mix for sure. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. I have the tiger too. That's, that's oh, yeah. oh yeah. That's, that's, that's the song that comes on right afterwards, you know? <laughs> it has to. It has to. Yes. So let me ask you this. If you were to ever create your own dream film, if you had all the resources, the budget, the whole 90 yards, what okay. would you, what would be included? Like what, what would be the genre? What would be, who would be your lead actor? Um, sure. Um, well, some of my dreams when I was younger probably won't happen now. because I, I always wanted to do a, an Indiana Jones or a Star Wars film with the original cast and uh, unfortunately, that's that's out of the question. But if I if I were to do my own thing now, it would probably be some sort of big action film. Uh, I, I have a couple ideas in the back corner: a Civil War epic, and I have a science fiction fantasy type thing I'd like to do. And uh, oh, there's a, there's a lot of really young talent out there that um, I, you know I, I I like to work with people that are up and coming. They're hungry and they're they're ready to go. But if I was to work with established actors uh i i always respect nicholas cage because he he goes way out there and sometimes it doesn't really work but uh it's it he's uh, he's always giving 100 percent uh if it's an action film tom cruise is your guy because I've, I've heard nothing but good things about his work ethic and um he gives it his all having worked on a couple of the marvel films uh, some of those actors are also very professional and and very very good guys and, and gals. So it'd be good to work with some of them again. Hmm. Hmm. Um. What was I going to go with next? Oh yeah. Speaking of um something, you know, I just remembered you told me before we started you've got your own podcast coming up. I do. Yes. Uh, I'm just launching it Monday. It'll be every Monday evening now for the foreseeable future. It's called Let's Talk Movies with Zachary Markley. It's on just about every uh, podcast server out there now, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's uh, sponsored by Anchor FM. So if you go to that mm -hmm. homepage, it'll be there. And uh, right now, the first few episodes will be primarily myself talking about my love of movies, going through my entire film library, so to speak. I have a, several thousand movies here that I, I'm re-watching, and I'll sort of dissect them a bit and uh, talk about what makes them work, what doesn't work, and who to recommend them for. And later on, I'll, I'll have a few special guests on. So we'll see how that goes, but nice. yeah, more, more to come. Nice. I wanted to ask you beforehand um, about your favorite actors. Have you met any of them? Have you um, met any idols or anything like that? Like had those fan encounters where you waited in line or something like that? I, I, a few times. Um, one sort of embarrassing story I, I probably should tell. I was when I was first starting in Georgia, uh, in my film career down there, uh, I was an extra, a featured extra on um, the movie called Hidden Figures about the uh, the women and men and women who helped uh, John Glenn get to space. And Kevin Costner was in that film, and I've always been a big Kevin Costner fan. Now, they there was this big giant assembly scene. And we were all outside, and you know, the astronauts are parading around, and I was one of the reporters in the scene. I had a, a camera on a tripod. Now the, the AD had moved me 
over a little bit between takes. I didn't think anything of it. Kevin Costner had been crossing in front of me in the previous takes. Well, when they moved my tripod over, apparently no one told Mr. Costner, he ended up tripping on my tripod. He didn't fall. He saved it, but he gave me a look and um, it was, it was rather uh, embarrassing. And uh, mm. I, <laughs> I, I did apologize, but uh, everything went smoothly, but he, he was a very professional man, very kind, very giving actor. And it, it was, it was really, really great to see him work. And another one too, uh, I, a few scenes in a Liam Neeson movie that were cut. Uh, Mark felt the man who took down, you know, that, whatever the subtitle for that film was. That was also shot in the Atlanta area. And uh, I was only on there for a few days, but um, I had a bump in with uh, Liam Neeson. That was pretty interesting. So he, uh, we didn't say anything, but it was, it was, it was interesting to see him in real life. Uh, he's a very tall man, very, uh, very quiet man, but uh, it was, it was, it was an experience. Nice. I've got a funny story for you. I, back in 2000 18 yes 2018 i was at the opening of the national comedy center or they what they call it lucy fest down there and they just opened the comedy center i didn't go in it and but i just stuck around town just to see the festivities you know see the giant comedy show that they put on and i heard sure. dan Aykroyd was going to be down there because he was donating his motorcycle he was going to be oh, at wow. local restaurant so i got like inside word so I swooped down to this restaurant after work and I'm waiting, 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 waited in line for two hours, heard in between the time that he is going to, you know, he left to go donate his motorcycle and do this whole presentation thing. So I'm like, did I miss him? What happened? Like, what's going on? So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to wait. I'm going to stay here. He's maybe he'll come back. Maybe because someone did walk by and said, I think he's coming back. Don't worry. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that hope. Worst case scenario. I just stand here and then I'll go in and have a drink afterwards. There you go. <laughs> but stood in line for about two hours to meet him for 10 seconds. He signed my comedy notebook, took a selfie with me and moved on. Oh, wow. Hey, patience yeah. paid off. That's great. Exactly. Another good, one of my all time childhood favorite actors was actually sitting on the same screen that you were, or that you are right now. You remember Sinbad? Oh yeah. Sinbad's yep. great. Sinbad was on yeah, this one. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really awesome. Yep. And how'd uh, that go? It was. He was fantastic. He was very open about things. Was very real. Like I, I. It was around the time of the protests that turned into riots and just all that stuff that was going on. So I normally don't talk politics on this show, but I asked him, "Hey, what's your view on today's world?" I feel comfortable talking, and he was real. He's like, "Look." if I don't come home with a rubber bullet in my side, then I didn't do anything. I didn't make any difference. I didn't do, I didn't make a change. I just, what am I doing if I'm not going out there standing for what I believe in? Right. Uh, he oh, was yeah. very, very open. And at the same time, he was hilarious too. Like we talked Rocky at the end of it and he, yeah. was, he was open. Like he was very, he was energetic about it. He's just the biggest Rocky fan as you and me. Like he's, <laughs> Yeah, he's oh, like, did great. you know the real dog in the movie? Like that was his real dog in the whole oh yeah, thing. yeah. So, yeah. but now I'm on the rock. I'm on the Rocky high. So let's talk Rocky a little bit. Let's talk some of my favorite okay. films. Sure. You know, let's, you and me share a common interest in Rocky. You know, yeah. for it's gotten me through tough times. It's gotten me through. Like, what do you find most inspirational about the Rocky series? 
Well, I think what what's so great about the Rocky series and so enduring is is that Sylvester Stallone was a very struggling actor when yes. he first started, and 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 you feel that in his performance in the very first movie all the way through, you know, Creed two. You you can feel that he knows the struggle and he knows how to bring that to his performance, and then when he's directing his his uh, his co stars. So I think that that plays a huge role in in the success of the Rocky films, and I, I think it, there's just something inspiring. What you know, it's it's universal, not just to Americans, but it's universal globally to to root for the underdog, to root for someone that has no chance at all, and mm-hmm. they they come out on top, and that's just a very inspiring story. And yes, did you know the story about his dog in the movie? Well, wasn't it uh, that he he had to sell his dog because he couldn't yeah. afford to live? And then after the film was a success, he tracked down the person he sold the dog to and then bought the dog back. Is that is that yeah, correct? Like, I think it was double the price too, like double the price wow. that he sold it. And uh, that was his that the the dog in the movie is his dog in real life. Like that's his real that was his real dog. I was inspired by that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yes. Well, I I I um I did see some time ago on his Instagram page that he still has the turtles from the original Rocky oh, film. No so, way. Tough so and lame. Yes. So yep. that's pretty cool. Yep. I also um one thing that inspired me by it was do you remember this? Oh. You'll have to remind me. It's been several years since I've seen Rocky, but it looks very familiar. What do you remember the flashback scene in Rocky Five? When he has, <laughs> he has the flashback of Mickey, he goes into the old gym. It's beaten up. It's torn down. It's yes. And he has the flashback of him and Mickey, and Mickey gives him this whole inspirational speech, basically saying, "If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I, w- where I am today. You give me the motivation, and now I'm giving you motivation." And he hands him this necklace and goes, "You know, whenever you get hurt, whenever you feel you're going down." This little angel is going to whisper to you. It's going to say, get up, you you know what? Because Mickey loves you. You know, so that was <laughs> me. And, um, yes. just going off the Rocky High. You know, like I said, Rocky got me through one of the toughest times of my life. When back when I was at when back when I was in college, when I was at the D Sig house, um, my grandfather went through an ICU scare and mm. long story short, he lived on a long and a half for 10 years and the good lung collapsed. So it was, there were days where like my family would text me from home saying, today was a good day. He's making progress next day. Okay. Minor setback. Nothing to panic about. Don't, or, you know, by like two, they told me this news on Sunday by Tuesday, I'm almost crying with them. Just let me come home and see him just please. So we agreed on the weekend, but you know, throughout that entire time period, I found the, you know, I found the Rocky series on DVD and, that's what got me to him. Like the week after I visited him, just that's what got me to him to remind me if he can keep fighting, so can I. And then we did the, um, and then, you know, Teal had that sing, you know, had a Greek week and they have those events like sing and sync and, mm-hmm. you know, D, you know, D sigs. Um, we chose part of that was going to be reenacting Rocky. We were thinking like, we need a classical movie in this. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And everyone's just thinking, and I'm like, what about Rocky? And at first everyone laughed at me like, 
yeah, right. That's not going to work. Like, what's <laughs> And then one brother goes, wait a minute. Because we had the brother from Russia there, too. Uh, I think oh. his name was, yeah, he was like me and him were in the same class and everything. And there was a pretty big difference between us because he was a tall basketball player. And then there's me. So yeah. like, wait a minute. We got Ivan. The brother points to me. We got Rocky. Something <laughs> it was like a light bulb turned on in everyone's head. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, this could actually be perfect." So I got to be Rocky. Awesome. That yeah, comes full circle. Yep. Well, Have I'm, you I'm, ever, I'm, go ahead. Yeah. I was Have you ever? That's the fun thing about these these uh, remote calls here. They're, <laughs> they're yep. always a handful. But uh, no, I was just going to say that um, you know I, I'm sure your your grandfather and your family, you know, they're all proud of what you're doing here. And I mean, you've mm-hmm. accomplished so much since Teal, and even yeah, Teal, you were great. You've always inspired everyone around you. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have you ever been to Philly and climbed the steps before? I have not been to Philly yet. No, I have uh, a couple friends there, but I need to make it out there. You once, got once it. COVID is over. <laughs> yep. Once COVID is over and you get the chance, you got to promise me you're going to climb those steps. I promise you, Nick, I will. Have you? Have, how many times have you done it? At least three. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. I did it the first time I make these annual trips to Delaware because of my dwarfism. That's where my specialists are. And I'm like, Delaware is right next to Philly. Hint, hint, mom, dad. They're like, there we go. Rocky steps. I'm like, I'd love to. They're like, we can make oh, it happen. That's so, awesome. Yep. And then I actually, they have a Rocky Marathon down there. It's really? like, it's a 5K and a 10 mile. And you can do, I just did the 5K because if I did the 10 mile, I would, someone would be driving me back on a stretcher, you know? But, uh, if, I, if I did the 5K, you'd have to drag me back on the stretcher. So, yep. So, <laughs> but yeah, they did that. I ran it with my godmother and we, um, I completed it in time, and at the end, while we were waiting for my my godmother, did both the five k and the ten mile, and wow, um, so she she she's part of a running club and everything. She's part of this fitness group, so she was prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of it, my while we were waiting for her, my uncle videotaped me going up the steps, and uh, it was really oh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places on earth, you know, just like Stallone says at the end of the first Creed movie, you can see your whole life like from here, like you can, they say you can see your whole life from up here. And then uh, I think Michael D. Jordan goes, how's it look? Not bad. You? Not bad. Not bad at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to have to make it out there sooner or later. It's uh, one of the cities on my list. Yes. So I want to ask you now. Are there any projects that you're currently working on? Any film projects, you know, besides the minus the podcast and everything, are there anything like that? (laughs) Well, uh, just a shameless plug. The last, last, uh, big film I worked on in the South just came on Netflix a few weeks ago. It's called the devil all the time. I was a first, first unit, uh, set electrician on that. And that was, that was a, that was kind of a wild film. Uh, we shot it out in rural Alabama for the most part. I was, covering for a uh, colleague for about a week and a half out there and um, some wild things happen in that movie. I won't spoil it for anybody. It's, it's pretty intense, but um, 
So that was the last studio thing I worked on. It just came on Netflix. And right now, I'm like I said, I, I'm sort of shifting gears to independent film again, back to my roots. And uh, I have a couple short films that I'm in the process of you know, editing and should be releasing soon. And I've been doing a lot of writing during this quarantine time. So hopefully uh, in the next year, year and a half here, we'll have some more new content. Um, I'm hoping to get some funding after these shorts to do a, a feature in the next year or two, and we'll see what happens. Nice. Nice. Now, where do you see the film industry going once things start to get back to normal or opening up again after COVID, you know, say the kind of vaccine, the whole. Well, that, that, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's kind of an interesting question because there's just so many unknowns, but um I think, as we can see now, streaming is taking over and it's it's not going anywhere. Uh, that, that'll be a huge market. But I, I don't necessarily think the theaters will die completely. I think they'll just have to change a bit. I know Netflix um, has been in talks, at least in rumored talks, for quite some time uh, to be buying out and running their own theater chains. I, I, I'm curious to see if Disney and some of these other major studios will do something similar in the future. Um, as you know, AMC and Regal and Cinemark and big corporations like that are struggling. If uh, some of these big studios will come in and kind of do that, but uh, I, th I think I think the industry will mostly get back on track. A lot of a lot of films that we were expecting this year and next year are being reshuffled all over the place. So it might take a while to get caught up. But um, we're seeing now that. Uh, films like uh, Jurassic World 3, Dominion, you know, they're, they're back to production. James Cameron and the Avatar crew are back, you know, down under New Zealand and Australia area doing things. And it, they just have to take extra precautions now. Yeah. Uh, I have some friends that are working on some Marvel things right now. I can't say what or where, yeah. but uh, they were telling me about, um, you know, just, just the extra precautions that... Um, you have to take with this COVID right now. And, um, you know, each department has to stay in their own zone. And, and you know, most of these are union productions anyway. So because of the union rules, you have to stick to your department, stick to your um, jurisdiction. And so this sort of just reinforces that a bit. You can't, you know, hang out with uh, hair and makeup if you have lights to rig, you know, so it's <laughs> just things like that. But it's, uh, It'll be interesting. I think I think uh, the the crews might get a little smaller in some instances. I think where you see a lot of day players, I think you'll see a little less of that now because productions are less likely to bring in new people unless it's absolutely necessary. I think you know we just have to sort of do some trial and error and see what works and what doesn't. But I, I think I think film will come back alive soon here. I, like I said, a lot of productions are starting back up in the last few weeks and a couple months. So I, I, I think we'll see a lot more of that going into 2021. So. Nice. Nice. I like how you say like, you're still, you know, everyone's still going to be cautious, but you still see hope, you know? Yeah. It, you know, there's still a chance. It's not going to be like, Oh, everything's just going to pick back up and we're going to be just where we left off. It's just a brief intermission. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, the, the industry has always evolved uh, for one reason or another. And this is just another factor that everyone has to take into consideration when they start their next production. I know I, I have been, you know, <laughs> I've been less likely to uh, reach out for help. You know, I do a lot more 
wearing a lot more hats right now on my small films just because it is hard to you know, work with other people right now if you're not under strict quarantine restrictions and you know if you're filming intermittently like I am you know when you can then it's it's almost impossible to do that because a lot of these teams you know they'll they'll quarantine together for a couple of weeks and then they get all the tests and then they get back out there and they're good to go but they're all in their own little community to do that an independent film I think you just have to be safe be smart and uh, do what you can when you can and uh, once you know, if, if you have a small team that everyone has been quarantined and tested and you have the budget for all that and great stuff, that's great. Uh, if you're doing some solo stuff like I am, then it's a little bit more challenging. You have to rethink some things, but it is it is possible. Yes, it is. Most definitely is. All right. I'm going to ask you three questions that I always ask all my buddies that come on this show. Sure. I call them guests. I call them buddies. The first one, speaking of buddies, what? how would you define a buddy in your own words? A buddy to me is almost like a brother, you know, which is funny because we are brothers. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it, a buddy is someone that you can rely on uh, anytime, even when things are good, when things are not so good. Uh, a buddy is someone that you don't have to really explain much to. You can just be around each other and say what's on your mind and you don't have to you know, go out of your way. And it doesn't matter how long you've been apart. As soon as you get back together again, it's like nothing has changed and no time has passed and you're back to normal. And it's, it's always good to have buddies because they you can truly rely on them uh, where sometimes you can't other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, part being a buddy is also being charitable. So yep. if yep. you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Well... A very good question there, sir. Um, I haven't. Well, which ones are you looking at right now? Because I, I honestly don't have any that I'm connected to at the current time. Uh, yeah. I, but. Uh, yep. For me personally, I am the big advocate for um, LPA, Little People of America, just because my dwarfism, I'm a member on our local chapter board. Um, I am just, I, I just put on a fundraiser actually this, uh, I think it was this past week or, or the week before that. And, uh, yeah, it was the week before this past week. And, um, we raised over $700 with, we had a big show. It's still on, it's still here on buddy, on the buddy cast page. We had magicians. I did a tad bit of comedy at the end and, um, we, we called it buddy aid, just like live aid. And wow. uh, yeah, it was a fun night really cool. for a great cause. So I'm a big advocate for the LPA. I also enjoy, you know, I also enjoy all the things like I love what Make-A-Wish does. I love how they're able to give someone that experience, just an experience. It's not just a, hey, would you, you know, like, what would you like, you know, would you like some money or would you like, you know, us to pay off your bills or something? It's, you know, who would you like to meet? Where would you like to go? Um, what would you like to do for a day? Those simple things, something that a kid in their family will always have in memory for the rest Nick? of their life, you know? Oh, sorry, you broke up there for a second. Nick. Yeah, not, a not a problem. I was just talking about Make-A-Wish and just how it, you know, how it gives kids 
opportunities. It gives kids chances. Like, yes, they do. Just another here's an here's five hundred dollars or something like that. It's here's who you know. Who do you want to meet? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do for the day? So, yeah, you're right. That they they do have they do a lot of really great things there. Um, now, uh, if I recall, with our fraternity, we we had a couple charities that we were yep. involved with there. American Red Cross, I believe, was one of them. Yep. And uh, I'm trying to remember the other one now, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I have I've had some good dealings with American Red Cross. But uh, yes, I'm trying to think of what the other it, one was. <laughs> it was something. It was something to do with um, prostate cancer. Yes, men's health and prostate cancer. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's what caught me off guard. I was trying to remember their name and I, I <laughs> you, you caught yeah. me off guard. But no, American Red Cross, I, I've had good dealings with in the past with the fraternity. And uh, yeah, and any any listeners support what Nick is doing. He's doing a great job here. And uh, yeah. I'm going to go back and double check and watch all your other videos because mm-hmm. I've watched a couple. Oh, cool. I watched some of your magician ones. They're great. But nice. uh, now, now I got to go find the Sinbad one because that's exciting. Oh, you'll love him too. Yeah. yeah. You'll love him. <laughs> he was on this screen. You seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh yes. Mr. Gibbs was on this show. Oh wow. No way. Yeah. I'll show you I'll help you with your podcast a little bit. I'll give you some insider tips and all that to get some cool. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. But now I'm gonna ask you what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Okay. I I am as ready as I'll ever be. For anyone who's thinking of going into the film industry who wants to make films, who wants to be an actor, who wants to be a director, what's your advice to them? My advice, well, first of all, network, 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 find buddies. You need buddies. It's very hard to do it alone. Um, But if you want to be someone above the line, you know, a filmmaker, an actor, a writer, a director, that sort of thing, it, it comes down to working on your craft. If, if, you, if you're content just working as a part of the crew on a big studio film, then go out and get on set and work your way up and be there. Uh, no matter what, be, you know, get on a set. I don't care if it's, you know, down the road, a little small crew doing something, or if you're near one of the bigger cities, just get near the productions. Uh, you'll learn a lot just being around it. But if, you, if you're looking to be a filmmaker, a director, a writer, an actor, the best thing you can do is act. You know, if you want to be the actor, do some theater, just do some movies with yourself, film yourself doing monologues, act in your friends' things. If you want to write, sit down at your table, and ta- table pencil and tablet, at your laptop, at your typewriter, whatever you have, and write. Just write what's in your head, write your own stories, write what comes from your life, write, write some fiction that you like. And if you want to be a director, the main thing is picking up a camera and going out and making a movie. It doesn't matter if you use your phone anymore or a camera that you buy at Best Buy or if you have the budget to rent a bigger camera, a you know, Red Dragon or Ari Alexa or whatever. It doesn't really matter. They're all tools. And, and when you're starting out, you want to learn the craft and you want to get your hands on everything you can watch movies, watch every movie you can and dissect it with your brain, see what you can learn from it. Read things, read, 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 read. You're all going to always learn from reading and just, just be yourself. Stay true to yourself. If you want to make comedies, stay true to that. If you want to do dramas, 
stay true to that. You know, it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult industry to get into, but it rewards those who are dedicated to it and stick with it. You have to have a lot of patience, a lot of, uh, you know, kindness in your, inside you and, and just a drive to do what you want to do. That's honestly some of the best advice I've heard on this show. <laughs> well, that's, that's just what I've picked up over the years. It's, it's as much as it's great to be in the studio system, you know, for me, I, I want to be the director and do my own things. And it's, it's really, really competitive out there. And then, you know, it's, it's, not easy doing it on your own or in the studio. So it's just it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time, networking and being kind to everyone. And uh, sooner or later, everything comes around. So, Got to ask you though, is it rewarding? It is. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, but it's rewarding. Yes. It, yes. Uh, you know those those moments when you're there and you and you go, wow, look at this. I'm doing this. This is fantastic. You know, I wouldn't change it for anything. It's it's great. Awesome. On that note, to all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, my brother, Zach Markley. Thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Nick, it was an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. Yep. Stick around for a minute afterwards. We'll chat. I will. For all my buddies out there, like I end every single episode, go be someone's buddy today. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they